By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Welcome to the Cannabis 101 Podcast, part of the Cannabis Life Experience, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Join us on this journey and adventure with the wonderful plant. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 80, hour 2 of the Cannabis 101 podcast where it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Now, things a little bit switched up this week because I was under the weather and we had to reschedule things. So normally um, this would be the subjects that we're talking about today would be in hour number one, but we had to switch them around and we don't have the full roster today, but we'll get into that in just a second. But we do certainly start things off in our own unique way on this podcast and that is by finding out what's your groove put that in your pipe and smoke it can you dig it kind of grabs you by the boo-boo don't it quite a great long and a blitz this is great. This is the bee's knees. So when I ask you what's your groove, um, for those of you who are new to the show, what I'm asking is if you're grooving with something when it comes to cannabis while listening to this, uh, maybe you've got a joint, a bong, you're vaping something. Maybe you're just having some nice CBD in the tea format. I love CBD tea uh, or whatever. Maybe it's inedible. I've got, uh, matches my shirt almost. Uh, I'm going with uh, the Blueberry Indica uh, edible from Juana. They make some really, really uh, good stuff. Uh, I, I do hope in uh, in time um, that uh, we get sizes certainly bigger than uh, the... Uh, Five milligram, two five milligram pieces in here. Ten milligrams is the limit, but uh, that's in due time. At least we can enjoy uh, this stuff. And um, I've been uh, I've been really really impressed with the uh, the Wana products that are out there. So that is what I am grooving with. They taste really good. They really really do. So hit me up on uh, Twitter at the Cannabis One Hundred One. You can also get us um, through email at Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com uh, or you can uh, certainly reach us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at the Cannabis 101 Podcast. Okay, so here is what's coming down the pipe, the hash pipe on this episode. David Wiley, as mentioned from uh, the OZ, is back with us after we missed uh, chatting with him last week because I was ill. And so David is going to talk uh, one of the best stories that I've seen, um, you know, speaking of illness, 
and and how cannabis and one particularly particular molecule of cannabis is killing bacteria. Great news. Uh, we'll have some kind of mergers, future of U.S. legal cannabis, and uh, a company, Valens, in Canada that is doing some really great things. Malcolm LaBelle from the Business of Cannabis, not able to join us on this episode, unfortunately, just due to scheduling and rescheduling. Uh, so we'll get back with her on Monday. Uh, she's from the Green Generation Co., and she will join us when we get back to a regular routine on Monday. We'll have our cannabis question, weed word of the day, and our uh, tell you about the Weed Weekly and how you can get involved with our uh, giveaway every Friday that we do with our newsletter. Let's get going now with the cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a grape, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. All right, so the cannabis question, what is new uh, for you in cannabis in 2021? Um, I'm asking what's new with you. Uh, when it comes to cannabis in 2021. So I've uh, discovered bath salts, or bath bath bombs. I had bath salts before, uh, but uh, Stewart Farms came out with their bath bombs. Uh, I've got a blue dream waiting to go. I think I will use it tonight. But for me, uh, one of the other things that's new for 2021 is when you're dealing with pneumonia, you're not doing a lot of smoking or vaping, if any, and I didn't do any. So I'm always looking for new ways to, you know, maybe consume if I can't smoke, can't vape because of, um, an illness. Uh, so as mentioned, I have the, you know, the edibles that you can get, but you also have these, uh, these cool, little cool, very well drops that work really well also. And so you get your coffee, your tea, whatever it might be, throw your drops in there and boom, you have a nice cannabis drink. Um, that uh, I'm not going to say is, uh, or it, I, I will say it's uh, f- flavorless, but there's always a taste to something. Uh, works really good in uh, coffees, but always looking for some new stuff and new ways, especially if you're uh, not able to have any kind of uh, uh, inhalation or anything like that because the lungs aren't so good. So hit me up, chime in on the cannabis question with what is something new for you in 2021 cannabis, and we'll throw all the names into a hat and draw a prize for you. You can be in the mix for a Cannabis 101 podcast, a prize pack. And as mentioned, David Wiley uh, will be joining us in a a little bit. Uh, We will also uh, next Monday have Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. Uh, They are partners uh, with us in this, um, I guess, quest to be able to take the cannabis industry forward, normalize it. So they're all partners, just like you guys are partners in listening and, and watching and being a part of this and helping this show grow. Um, and, and there's lots of people out there that are doing it as well, in the national level and at the uh, local level as well. Uh, you talk about Stonesmiths uh, here in Edmonton, a local company. They have the Slash. Check it out at stonesmiths.ca. It's a great local company that has put together an awesome product. It has a built-in loader for concentrates, and that's what you do. You scoop out your, you know, whether it's your shatter, your rosin, your diamonds, your caviar, built-in loader, throw it in there, boom. And 
we're in the midst of a bit of a cold spell or where one is coming where I am, you won't be worried about uh, the battery with this one. It is built for Edmonton winter. So there it is up there behind me. Very cool. Uh, they also uh, give you this little uh, six uh, spot. I, I always, it always makes me think of uh, Trivial Pursuit uh, when I see it, but you got these compartments. Uh, that's one of the best things about it, along with uh, the built-in loader. So uh, pleased to have great partners involved in this show. And as mentioned, you, uh, the listener, are uh, our biggest partner. If you're looking to get the Slash, you can check it out at stonesmiths.ca. If you're a retailer that wants to get it in your shop, if you're a consumer, uh, Shell Shock in Edmonton has it. Uh, also, uh, Smokers Junction in Calgary and Calgary Smoke Shop in Vancouver and Calgary as well. Talking about partners, let's get to one right now with David Wiley. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. Back chatting with my good friend David Wiley from the OZ. You can find them uh, online at OkanaganZ.com and on Twitter at OkanaganZ. David, great to chat with you once again. Uh, Sorry we couldn't chat last week, but uh, feeling much better and uh, excited to explore the world of cannabis news with you. I missed you. (laughs) what else is there to say i missed you thank you thank you that is very nice to say i really appreciate uh (laughs) that uh compliment and you know while we waited to uh to get back on the air big news was certainly continuing to happen in the cannabis industry and this is kind of along the lines of uh something that you and i talked about in our top five stories of 2020 was kind of, uh, you know, downsizing for some companies and merging uh, for other companies. This seems to be a bit of a trend in the cannabis space right now. And uh, now uh, Alcana, which is Nova Cannabis, is is involved in this next story. Yeah, you bet. Uh, it's amazing how that happens when you watch an industry that you can start to see what direction it's headed. In this case, Alcana and YSS Corp are merging into what's going to be one of the largest retail cannabis chains in Canada. The deal's valued at about $130 million, and together they'll have a combined 53 retail locations in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Ontario. And there's nine more stores under construction. This new company is going to be called Nova Cannabis. Uh, And that said, it looks like they're going in a bit of a different direction. About 80% of the stores are going to be rebranded as something called Value Buds. And Alcana board member Darren Karasiak is going to be leading as CEO. He also worked for Aurora and Medrelief, so not new to the industry. Uh, he says that their mission is to be disruptive and to provide discount prices. He says that they're going to be lower than those offered by both the illicit market and current legal retailers. Uh, Key to the strategy is going to be their location, so getting commercial space where uh, what they call value shoppers live and work. Now, this has been tested. Alcana says that its recent pilot project converting several Nova cannabis stores to a discount banner was successful, and that average sales in that move actually increased over 250%. So they say that they're pretty confident of similar success. Uh, value buds, I mean, is this going to be like the Kmart for cannabis consumers? I don't know. 
Well, and l- listen, that sort of uh, marketing has been there in any kind of industry. I mean, you can buy really expensive beer or you can buy, you know, the the, the cheap variety that's out there. The You know, when, when I first moved to Alberta, I could buy club beer for $5 a six-pack. Talk about, like, bottom-of-the-barrel value. <laughs> Uh, but every industry has that, right? High end cars, low end, and and this is this is something I think that was just kind of just evolutionary for the cannabis industry to start seeing this. And as you mentioned, they did uh, kind of test this, dip their toes in, a, in with some of these stores, and obviously news of this was good because Alcana share shot up nineteen point seven percent on the uh, TSX on Monday. So I listen, I think there's room for this specifically out there. There is a consumer. Uh, now you know that this is the type of store where you're going to find, you know, and, and but you got to have your expectations lowered with, you know, value. But if you want to get that really awesome, cushy, perfect stuff, you're going to go to these stores to pay for it a little bit more. I think this is just a, a natural occurrence in this industry, David. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of products on the market now, too, and we've been seeing this trend with value brands, so your cheaper ounces uh, that have appeared on the market. And we've also been seeing these recent mergers and acquisitions, and acquisitions, and that includes, you know, High Tide's acquisition of Metagrowth Corp, uh, Fire and Flowers acquisition of Friendly Stranger. So uh, this is something that uh, we're just going to be seeing a lot of and not only in Canada but across countries as the industry grows and evolves globally I would uh, agree and uh, you know I I don't expect to see you know more value shops than than some of the other ones but I still think we'll start to see it pop up a little bit more and and I think it's something that certainly we uh, probably need in this uh, industry as well we also need uh, when it comes to the kind of the global industry is the U.S. We need the Americans on board with legalization. Uh, you know, Wednesday was an incredible day uh, to watch, you know, the transformation of a country that was in the, you know, the the grips of uh, terror uh, to now uh, a lot of hope. And, and there is hope that legalization comes with that in, in some form because that is going to, you know, that's the one thing I spoke with John Fowler of Blaze Ventures this week who founded Seven Acres is when the U.S. gets on board federally, there's going to be a lot of other countries that follow suit because like it or not, the U.S. does lead a lot of uh, industry and business trends. You know, not not they're not the leader probably, but uh, they do move it. They move the needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They're a very influential country, of course. Uh, and, and, you know, I was watching some of uh, the the pomp and the process yesterday, and uh, it was like a dawning of a new day. You know, I really enjoyed Lady Gaga's rendition of the U.S. National Anthem. I thought that was uh, striking and uh, emotional, which is probably how a lot of people felt. And, you know, for cannabis, too, the future in America looks uh, optimistic and promising. Uh, President Joe Biden's already been setting the framework. Uh while he has been criticized for his record of support for punitive cannabis laws, um, you know, we shouldn't forget those kinds of backgrounds. Like most politicians, Biden's views have shifted with public opinion. And he said that he'll be pursuing decriminalization, medical legalization, and also expungements of past cannabis use convictions. So, you know, where do we go from here? Like, uh, what's the next step? Analysts are saying that the current makeup of the U.S. government uh, with that makeup now, there's actually a narrow path to cannabis reform. 
and the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, or the MORE Act, which we've been hearing a lot about, is likely to be the first piece of the puzzle to move forward. Now, while the Democratic-controlled House passed it in early December, which we talked about, it was instantaneously killed in the Senate. So that means it's going to need to be reintroduced, uh, but has a really good chance of passing after the Georgia runoff flipped the Senate. So there's big changes happening in politics and with recreational legalization sprouting up in 15 states, there's also this massive lobbying power uh, and financing at the Capitol. So that's increased substantially. Cannabis seems to have support with both the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, if one thing's clear, times are changing. And you're seeing the writing on the wall. Producers here in Canada have been setting the framework to operate in the U.S. when the timing is right. Well, it seems to be that sort of, uh, you know, perfect storm of uh, you you have that uh, public uh, swell of support uh, that maybe isn't as high as it, it, you know, I think it peaked in the, for some reason, in the 90s or the, the, the late 90s, 2000 at some point. But, you know, it may have dipped a little bit, but not certainly what it was before. You still have people wanting this from, you know, the, the public side. And then you're now you're going to get the pressure on the other side from the business side, the taxation side. We've seen, uh, you know, already the predictions that were being made about New York State and everybody around them is legalized and they want to get into that. So you have that perfect storm of public pressure, uh, uh, industry, financial uh, business pressure. Um, it's it's going to get there in some form. And, and listen, I th- have to think that. You know, when Joe Biden was was deciding on his running mate and and they had the conversation, I would like to think that uh, Kamala Harris said, "Okay, I'm coming on board. Here's one of my have to. And and we've got to get working on uh, some sort of legalization, because I don't think he was really as on board as legalization as much as decriminalization. And maybe she can push him forward to that legalization, uh, I guess, kind of at least conversation. Right. Yeah, it's a very different framework. And it's interesting. I mean, Harris is also the sponsor of the Moore Act in the Senate, <clears throat> very active in the push, um, particularly when it comes to social justice issues that cannabis becomes legalized. And um, these expungements happen too. Biden has also been putting people in place uh, in the, the health department there federally uh, that are pro-cannabis, that are interested in um, illegalization and seeing medical access expand. So these are a lot of different pieces on the chessboard overall uh, that are going to make changes when it comes to the future of the plant. Yeah, around the planet, uh, for sure, as as we talked about the U.S. being one of those leaders. Okay, this next story that we're going to talk about is, is probably the story I'm, I'm most excited uh, so far in, in 2021. You know, we've got a, a few only shows under our, our belt here in the new year, but You know, this is a a wonderful story because we're talking about CBD, uh, you know, a a cannabinoid in the the cannabis plant that people know about and and you're hearing that it can help with this, it can help with this. Well, um, this university in Australia has found some wonderful results when it comes to CBD. And, you know, I, I, I was telling a friend, like, you know, killing bacteria like they're Ghostbusters, man. They're just getting rid of them and blowing <laughs> them apart. So this is exciting stuff. And, and this is the stuff I love to hear about when it comes to research and legalization on the plant. 
I wonder if January is too early to call a potential story of the year. Um, you know, is CBD the next antibiotic really is the question here. And a breakthrough study that could lead to the first new class of antibiotics for resistant bacteria in 60 years. A synthetic CBD has been shown for the first time to kill the bacteria responsible for gonorrhea, meningitis, and Legionnaire's disease. Mm. Uh, the Institute for Molecular Bioscience out of the University of Queensland in Australia, boy, they've been doing so much amazing research at, uh, at this university in Australia, uh, shows that research a research collaboration between IMB's Center for Superbug Solutions and uh, Botanics Pharmaceuticals Limited has led to this discovery. Now, CBD, of course, is the main non-psychoactive component of the cannabis plant, and uh, they've found that it can penetrate and kill a wide range of bacteria. Uh, this is the first time that CBD has been shown to kill some types of gram-negative bacteria. They have this like outer uh, membrane that uh, that makes it you, uh, it's an additional line of defense that makes it harder for antibiotics to penetrate. And that's according to associate professor Mark Blaskovich. And it's found that actually CBD can kind of blow that apart and burst the outer cell membranes um, in something that seems to be very effective. Australia should mention, because it's weirdly interesting, uh, seems to have some kind of, you know, uh, an interest in this kind of uh, antibiotic uh on the continent, gonorrhea is actually the second most common sexually transmitted infection, and there's no longer a single reliable antibiotic to treat it because the bacteria is really good at developing resistance. So a little bit of self-interest there in seeing this move forward. Well, if it helps with the gonorrhea problem that they have and leads to more like, you know, meningitis, legionnaires, as you're talking about, it's just... Uh, yeah. it's so amazing because you know, this is just like kind of the tip of the iceberg with this. So it's just, it's phenomenal. And, and I think the thing that's most exciting is how you mentioned earlier that, you know, we're going back to the 1960s when it comes to new antibiotics and this could be an absolute game changer. So you have CBD. Well, then you're going to start really diving into CBC not the TV show uh, station, but they have some great products. But CBG is out there, uh, you know, and, and then we start looking at all these other uh, entities and, and, you know, who really, who knows? It, it's so amazing. And this is the start of more research. Um, and, you know, the, also that, you know, there, there, this is this is also fairly early because they have to, like, I love the one quote that's, you know, we think that the cannabinoid kills bacteria by bursting the outer cell membranes, but we don't know yet exactly how it does that and need to do further research. So it shows you how exciting they are right now. And they haven't even figured out the, the, the kind of the how they just, the, you know, the, the, or the why they just know how it happens. Right. So, so much exciting yeah. stuff with this and, and more to come. And you're right. These guys have been knocking it out of the park for a while. They have. It's amazing to me that this kind of discovery isn't something that was made, uh, you know, with a a plant discovered deep in some cave or uh, deep in the middle of the forest, some root that they accidentally stumbled upon. This is cannabis here. It's been in front of our face for so long, and yet it's taken these kinds of changes uh, in order to do this research. So it just makes me wonder what else we've been missing for all these years of prohibition. Yeah, like uh, maybe Indiana Jones should have been just, 
researching the cannabis plant <laughs> instead of going all over the place looking for things, right? It's been right in our face all along. So I like, I, I really like it that It would have made analogy. a duller movie, though. Yeah, it definitely would have. <laughs> we could still have the rock thing, the rock rolling at him and stuff. But you're right, it would have been a duller movie. But it is amazing to think that... You know, we are, we're always searching for something and, you, you know, hear about these rare things that you find. And, and this, like you said, has been right in front of our face the whole time. So hopefully this means we're getting smarter at things and, and, and take a little bit more simpler approach of our surroundings. But speaking of your surroundings in your neck of the woods, there is one company that we've been able to talk about a lot on a positive light and not always companies that we feature in these stories are are in a, a positive light because there's been some highs and lows but Valens is one company that to me uh, seems to be able to, you know, whether it's reading the tea leaves or the cannabis leaves and pivoting or, or you know, doing what they need to do. But they seem to be, you know, almost a step ahead and, and always looking at that curve ahead of them. You bet. There are a lot of cannabis companies here in the Okanagan. Valens is one of the few that's actually on the TSX. They are a, a global company and they've been having an amazing, successful run. But here's an example of no company in this industry that's been able to keep itself immune from the peaks and valleys. So Valens company announced this week that it took a strategic hit. Um, you know, still it expects the move to pave the way for a profitable 2021, but they analyzed Canadian cannabis market trends, and that included the, the anticipated increase in outdoor cannabis volumes and overall decline in, in pricing for dried cannabis. Uh, they looked at the strong success of uh, their value-priced product offerings with their partners, and uh, also they looked at the near-term launch of several new product formats um, that are really looking at leveraging strain and terpene specific profiles uh, and decided to liquidate the majority of their cannabis oil inventories at market clearing prices in the fourth quarter of 2020. So it's a decision that led to a one-time financial statement impact of between nine and $10 million. And that includes the loss from the sale of the bulk cannabis oil and also an inventory write down but they expect that this is actually going to help them to become one of the lowest cost cannabis platforms uh, and will also help it drive future growth. So like you said, reading the tea leaves and trying to figure out what the trends in the industry are and how they can capitalize on that, even if it means a you know short-term loss for long-term gain. So what this means for Valens is that they can now rebuild their inventory with targeted strains of dried cannabis, that are sourced at uh, you know lower price points as outdoor grows continue. It also means that the company can kind of reset and better align their catalog of strains and their inventory, um, you know, with different product portfolios and just offer a broader range. So it's an interesting pivot, and I guess it's probably better to be pivoting ahead of time than being behind the curve. So that seems to be what we're seeing here from uh, this company. Well, it's, you know, it's the kind of, there's a, a saying rather, you know, you'd, you'd rather make the choice to pivot than be forced to pivot. Because if you're being forced to pivot, That's true. you probably should have did it, uh, you know, way, way earlier when you can make the decision. Okay. 
and, 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 you know, be able to leverage it a little bit with what they already have, you know, selling off what they have and, and moving to this. So at least they are kind of in control of their, their future instead of being forced to do it. And, you know, this is just, you know, an, another company that's trying to look at, try and stay ahead of, uh, you know, the, 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 the peaks or the, the valleys rather and, and stay with the peaks. Right. And that's unfortunately yeah. a lot harder to do, uh, especially in such a new industry. There's a lot of peaks and valleys. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I, I really respect from Valens is that I've had the chance to try some of their products and they're all, almost always great. Um, you know, Summit 10 Iced Tea just recently reviewed and there's no taste of cannabis and no smell. And that's something that we've talked about before where, you know, even companies that say, well, it's tasteless, there's always a little hint. And this is the first product I've tried where there's no hint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have to stay away from the word taste and and use the word flavor because there's always a taste to something, right? Like so, it's kind of a. But as long as they're they're not, you know, if if you're telling me it doesn't have a flavor, okay, that's good. You know, it's you know, there's going to be a taste to something. Just make sure that they're that cannabis flavor, and unless that's what you really like, isn't you know that's that <laughs> I think that's what the consumer wants. They just don't want that cannabis flavor. You know, even even water, right? You know, you you but but the, the you know, there's some sort of taste, but the, the just the um, amount of uh, um, I guess uh, variety when it comes to the drinks now. And you talked about that iced tea, and I'm a big fan of that Base Camp iced tea. Um, you know, it's the same company, so I'm really excited about mm-hmm. this new one and the drops that are out there and the oils. Well, you can do everything on your own instead of buying the prepackaged. Don't get me wrong. Uh, for convenience sake, I love grabbing an edible if I'm heading out and doing something. But if I'm at, if you're at home with some of the drops that they have now, with some of the oils, you can do a lot of your own stuff, save a lot of money, and know exactly what you're putting into it. And that's it. You, we think about trends and we look at where things are going, which is what a lot of companies need to be doing right now in the cannabis sector to avoid those valleys. Mm-hmm. And the future of cannabis as we continue along legalization is going to be the service industry side. So you think about restaurants that are going to be able to cater with um, cannabis infused meals or uh, cannabis lounges where they can serve cannabis infused drinks. So when we look at uh, removing the flavor of cannabis so that you can serve it in a way where you can't even tell that that's what it is, it's just a mocktail basically, or, you know, a, a wonderful bowl of spaghetti then we're going in places where the industry has yet to go uh, before it's even been there. So we can only hope that maybe they're not too far out of the curve here. You're right. And and I don't know, like, listen, I love uh, terpenes. I mean, I just, I cleaned my, uh, my volcano yeah. hybrid uh, today and got a new bag. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's like when you, you clean out your bong or something like that, that first uh, hit that you take, you, you, it's like rediscovering terpenes again. So when I talk about flavor, flavor if, yeah, if you can bring some of that flavor into a drink, I think that would be kind of cool. The same kind of taste and things like you get when you, when you vape or things like that, but just that straight, uh, plant taste, I think, is what we want to avoid. Terpene flavor, I'm all for. I don't know. I don't. I'm certainly not a mad scientist. I don't know how the production side works and how you all do that. But that's the great thing that we have to look forward to is these new things and these new discoveries and these new ways, which may be old ways of creating great product. Yeah, cannabis 3.0, they say. So perhaps this is part of it. 
Exactly. And you know, Valens will be leading the way in your neck of the woods when they do. David, thank you so much for uh, joining me again. It was great to chat with you uh, once again. You can check out the OZ online at OkanaganZ.com and find them on Twitter at OkanaganZ. Have a great weekend, David. We'll chat next Monday. You too, my friend. to the artist my dead dog with the weed song you'll hear the marijuana song at the end of the show unfortunately if you're watching you see what's up on the screen and that's the news that the cannabis and hemp expo has been postponed again whenever this event does happen we'll be there we'll be broadcasting on location creating episodes love to meet some of you uh, that are fans of the show so when this event happens in edmonton we will be there. You can find more information in the meantime at CannabisHempExpo.com. Uh, so there you go. Whenever this event happens, uh, we will be there as well. And, and and who knows, maybe like some of the the uh, restrictions and things uh, will be changing and we'll be able to, you know, have the slash on location and, uh, you know, puffing, uh, inhaling, having a good time. Or maybe we'll just have to go outside, but... This is what it looks like. Uh, it's so cool. You got uh, three temperature settings, um, so you've got uh, the uh, the green setting, and three three clicks, and you get the uh, green or blue is rather is the low. Three clicks to green, three clicks to red, uh, 300, 400, 500 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, and then the best part is this uh, double click auto fire. So two clicks, boom boom. Wait for its four seconds to warm up. And then you hit it. Like to set it and forget it and take as big or small hits as you want. So pretty awesome stuff. Uh, you can find that at uh, Green Rock Cannabis in uh, St. Albert Lethbridge. Speaking of uh, new stores in Edmonton and Silver Lake, I believe on the way. Awesome stuff. Uncle Ron's in Edmonton has it and as well as uh, Northern Supply uh, in the uh, City of Champions as well. All right, now let's get into Weed Word of the Day. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another Weed Word of the Day. Samuel Ojeks, The Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. So I'm always fascinated in learning new things uh, when it comes to different uh, weed lingo. Um, and, you know, this show is the Cannabis 101 podcast, but I really do think that you should be free to call it whatever you want as long as it's not derogatory to, to somebody or 
you know, sex, race, creed, uh, any uh, any of that. Um, gender, certainly. Uh, but you should, you know, if, if you want to call it weed, if you want to call it pot, if you want to call it the devil's lettuce, go ahead. Why, why, why are we going to force people, if we indeed do, uh, to call it cannabis or whatever? Call it whatever the heck you want. I would, I would like to stay away from the term drug because I don't think that's factually correct, but um, to each their own, it's not really derogatory. I just prefer that uh, it's called a plant instead of a drug. So anyway, weed word of the day. I give you one slang term, one standard term. The slang term is dinky dow. And uh, this this showed up a while back in the last uh, bunch of years on a DEA report of slang words for weed that uh, they were giving out to their agents. They had, uh, you know, a lot of other drugs as well. Chocolate ball for heroin. I had uh, never heard that one. But anyway, dinky dow was a code word for weed, uh, so their agents would know. And and the term actually comes from Vietnam, from what I've read. It was a, a GI slang for joint, one that was, uh, you know, originally a cigarette. You take the tobacco out, put the marijuana in, and in Saigon, they would use, like, menthol brands uh, that weren't popular with the uh, the troops, so they would take them out, reseal them with weed in the original package. They looked like an ordinary pack of smokes. Helps the troops relax, and obviously one of the most stressful things ever, war. Uh, so it, it, uh, I read also uh, it comes from the Vietnam, Vietnam term, or Vietnamese term, rather, Dien Cai Dao, which means crazy. So the cigarette that makes you crazy or crazy cigarette. So Dinky Dao is a term that was, you know, used way back during the Vietnam War and, and maybe making a resurgence when the DEA put this report up. As for the standard term, uh, it is normal. And this is uh, marijuana advocacy, ad, advocacy group uh, that, uh, you know, came about in the 70s and this was you know advocating legalization of medical and recreational use it was founded in the 70s thanks to a donation i believe five thousand dollars from hugh hefner and playboy and it was uh, keith uh, stroop who uh, started it and then you know was subsequently kicked out and uh, somebody else took over so there is your weed words of the day dinky dow and uh normal an advocacy group for marijuana. And this has been your weed word of the day. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, part of the Cannabis Life Experience, turning the wheel of cannabis one toke at a time. All right, that's going to wrap up a shortened uh, version of uh, hour number two, which is usually hour number one. We'll get back to a regular schedule on Monday. I hope you enjoyed the show and got some uh, good information, learned a little bit, and had a little bit of fun as well. If you're watching and you'd like to watch, if you're listening rather, and you'd like to watch the shows, check out our YouTube channel, the Cannabis 101 Podcast, and uh, you can find uh, downloads for audio wherever uh, you find your podcasts. If you're watching and you want to get the 
audio version. If you did enjoy the show, please let us know. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Click that bell. Subscribe and click that bell. You'll get notified when there's a new episode. And let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review. Love to hear your constructive criticism. And you would also might want to head to the Cannabis101podcast.ca and sign up for the Weed Weekly. Every Friday comes to your inbox, recaps the week, looks ahead to things coming up, but we throw in some other stuff, and we have a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack giveaway every Friday as well. But it is only for subscribers, and the only way you can subscribe, sign up at the Cannabis101podcast.ca. You can find past episodes and much more there. A big thanks to David Wiley for being a partner, Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co., also a big partner, Stonesmiths. Uh, check them out at stonesmiths.ca and find the slash. They also have something very cool coming out in the spring. And, of course, you, our main partner, the listener and the viewer. If you want to join the show, if you think you make a good guest or a good partner, please hit me up through email at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. That's cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're back at it Monday. Malcolm LaBelle will be there, as will David Wiley. And you can find past episodes, as mentioned, at Cannabis101podcast.ca. If you're looking for other shows, the sports variety, check out PodcastAlley.ca. I have uh, a few shows there of the uh, fantasy sports and uh, NHL draft variety. All right, that is going to wrap things up. Big thanks to David Wiley for joining me this week. Uh, We will be back to regular scheduled programming on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. Oh, one more thing. John Fowler and one hitters will come out this weekend. If you missed our awesome interview with him from hour number one, uh, you'll find it at the cannabis101podcast.ca. But we'll have one hitters with him coming out this weekend. All right, remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. We leave you with the marijuana song from the artist, My Dead Dog. See you Monday, everybody. Mm -hmm.